Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, just fine. Having distanced myself from the latest movie topic enough that I am no longer afraid. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It has been enough time that since I have seen a monster movie that I am no longer uh, afraid oh. of uh, monsters under the table and, or anything. And this week's topic is monster movies. Dun dun dun! It's a tough topic because there are 32 trillion monster movies and I've seen them all. 32 trillion and five. <laughs> um, yeah, there really are. In fact, uh, what I was doing before you rang is I was watching one of them <clears throat> with my daughter, but uh, we didn't watch the whole thing. We watched, um, uh, there's, a, there's a channel on YouTube called Movie Clips, and so we went to Movie Clips and we watched, all, what oh. they do is they take out all the, the key plot points and the best moments, and in the case of the one we watched, they took out any mention, notice, or sighting of the monster itself. And so we watched that. <laughs> That's weird. It turned out to be about 20 to 30 minutes, and it was all you need. Most bang for your buck. <laughs> and that was The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Da, da, da. Which is, it's just one of, when I think monster movie, that's what I think of. Um, because that was probably one of the first ones I ever saw, but also um, I was watching them sort of between the ages of 9 and 12 on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, one of our provincial television stations would be running these. So like, you know, the mummy and the and all the old vampire and witches of Westwood and all these really scary, scary monster movies. And we didn't know. I and mean, they were on at 7 in the morning, so why not, right? And so we watched one, one or two of these a week. Oh, goodness. For years. And so, you know, it was the, uh, like, yeah. And so there were so many that were, and it's the really obscure ones and really poorly made ones that scared me the most. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was one I wish I I wish I knew what it was. Actually, you can help me because you've seen them all. Mm. You've, you've seen all 57 trillion. Um, Okay, so it's a movie about a small town, and there's this magical rock that probably gets out of a lab somewhere. And when it, it comes in contact with water, it grows. And it's black. It's like a crystalline rock. And so what happens is like a piece gets out or gets dropped off a truck or something in the rain, and it starts to grow, and it takes over the town, literally. Oh, is this a black and white UK yes. movie? Was it UK? Is that why I don't know what it is? Um, oh, it sounds familiar. I don't know why my first instinct is to say it was a UK movie, but it probably was. It doesn't come, the title and everything like that doesn't come immediately to mind, unfortunately. Oh, it says The Monolith Monsters, 1957. Okay, I just looked this up. Yeah, this is it. And it's not black and white, which is surprising. Rocks from a meteor oh. shower, which grow when in contact with water, threaten a sleepy southwestern desert community. Well, that's just weird. Because, I mean, and this scared, this scared me so much because... Really? Yes, because any humans that got in the way were, like, mashed or turned into a statue. Like, they turned into... 
Oh, wow. Petrified. Yes. Thank you. And so, um, I mean, of course, at the time, they're trying to figure out what makes them grow, you know, because they don't know if it's because they're eating the people or the ground or the... So finally, somebody figures out that keeping them dry does it. Um, And so... I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I remember that, <laughs> well, that there's, doesn't a happy, sound... there's a happy ending. But what happens is they end up having this big, nice statue of these scary alien rocks as a memorial to the town coming together to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, keeping them dry doesn't sound too difficult to do in a desert. Right, but there's a reservoir. <gasps> oh, no! But anybody that, like, you know, spills their drink on the road, like anything, it's so... But if they get a light evening rain, they're screwed. <laughs> you know, or, or you know, a piece gets on someone's shoe and then it gets in the house and then they decide to clean the carpet. Oh, no! I mean, I don't know if that happens, but, you know. Anyway, yes, I remember this... Uh, that one really... I mean, that one just really struck because there's no monster per se the rocks are the monster but it's just it's the it's the unknown it's the fear of the unknown and anyway so that's another thing it's called the monolith monsters so if you want to if you want a good monster movie romp i would recommend that one it's fun hmm. for my most scariest i was trying to think of this and i would have to go with alien from 1970 nine i think it was the original i saw it in the theater my parents took me oh wow i love your parents (laughs) right and uh it was so super intense it was the most intense movie i had seen in the in the theater up until that time and uh, it was uh, genuinely i don't know it was scary but it was more tense than frightening and uh, it was so intense oh my goodness especially and, if you're younger because mm-hmm. you would have only been 15 then or 14 oh younger than that and uh i remember Gosh. i almost threw up not from being frightened or the grossness of it or anything it was just so intense and scary and uh nerve-wracking and everything it was just all the whole experience almost made me barf <laughs> like a tot I can't imagine seeing that in the theater. And that one, um, it was 79. So you were only 11 or 12. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I was 12. And I remember I went to a family reunion or a grandpa's 60th birthday or something. And my cousin, who's a year older than I was, so he was 13 when he saw it. He sat me down in a dark corner of this you know, where we were celebrating a a corner of the porch of this, we were on this big estate celebrating this birthday with a hundred people. And we hid out in a corner, a dark corner. And he told me from beginning to end the entire movie. And this is, this is a man who grew up to be a writer. And so, I mean, even at the time he was very creative and prolific and could explain details very, very well. And of course he pulled out all the salient bits. And so I didn't see the movie until I was probably in my 20s, but 12-year-old sitting there in the warm sun, you know, in the shade of the warm sun, and listening to this scared scared me completely paralyzed <laughs> with fear. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how well he described it. Like, he described the first sighting of the monster he actually described in such great detail with the three jaws and everything, you know, coming out, the articulating fangs and stuff. And... uh like sets of teeth you know I just Mm -hmm. remember 
just and when he got to the part where the the saliva and and blood were acid it was like oh my we're all gonna die because <laughs> <laughs> what if that's out there <laughs> right <laughs> you in know? space i'm afraid of a rock for goodness <laughs> sake <laughs> Yep, so I can I can only imagine being that age watching it in the theater firsthand. I I would have been like you. I would have been under my seat. Hmm. I think the movie, the monster movie that I have seen the most number of times would almost certainly be uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. The Thing, 1982, which is also on my list of of best monster movies of all time. And for some reason, it did not make it onto io9's um, greatest monster movie of all time top 10 list, which what? astounds me. If you gave me 10, um, that I mean, the thing has to be on it. Because it's it's the epitome of monster movie. Because right. not, not only is the monster so monstrous and perfect, but it's, but you never know where or who the monster is like it's just oh such an ideal movie amazing movie it is and uh a friend and i love it so much that we can almost quote the dialogue (laughs) from it just from memory in order and everything so we are crazy into it and uh i want to hang with you guys (laughs) i saw it in the theater as a wee one and then have seen it uh again in theaters that have had like festivals or you know uh uh retro things or whatever and it uh has been yeah uh, it holds up Uh, even even today uh it has all practical special effects and it's amazing it's an amazing film it's probably i think it's uh, john carpenter's best film oh no doubt well that and halloween halloween's pretty pretty phenomenal for what it did to you know, to the horror genre, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even though it's not technically a monster movie, I guess it could be almost. But the thing, yeah, not just his best movie, but one of, I would say, the the best monster movies of all time. So because I mentioned io9.com, just to tell you what their 10 picks are, well, see if you can guess. Well, if you didn't look it up this week, did you look it up this week? I look, I'm look. i looking at it right now. Oh, you keep me head. <laughs> So number one being King Kong, which Hmm. actually, um, when I asked my daughter to guess, and she's only 16, bless her heart, so she doesn't have a lot of movie history behind her, but I said, what do you think would be the top monster movie of all time? And she said Godzilla. A very good guess. Yeah, not bad. Number two. Uh, Number one is King Kong, and she, it took her a while to guess that one. Um, Now, this third one, I'm ashamed to say, called Them. With an exclamation point. With an exclamation point. Um, I have not seen this. Have you? I have. And uh, this is the one with, what is it, giant grasshoppers or ants or crickets or something? Let's see. It's about how radiation from ants. Ants, yes. Oh, you know what? I have then. It's wow. the classic, uh, you know, radiation has bred giant monsters, right. monster movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the best known atomic monster movie in the States. <clears throat> because of course Godzilla was Japanese <laughs> and here's another one I've never heard of which came out the same year as the monolith monsters it's Kronos from 57 um, a less remembered giant monster movie from the 50s is Kronos which is actually about something that's more like a giant robot have you seen this? I 
don't think so. It grows so, so huge, it would put even Pacific Rim's Jaegers to shame. <laughs> huh. No, I have never even heard of it. Yeah, I've think. never even heard of it either, but I kind of am... I love Ultraman, so I'm all mm. about I'm all about old robot movies and shows. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have uh, Gamera versus Monster Axe, or Gamera, I guess it is. Sorry, Gamera's the turtle, right? Yep, Gamera yeah, is uh, good to eat, full of meat. And then Jurassic Park is number six. What? That's a monster movie. Mm. What? I disagree. Oh, the T Rex. They're yeah. saying it's because of the T-Rex chasing... But dinosaurs human. aren't monsters. They're dinosaurs. That's different. No, but they're saying it sort of brought the monster... Excuse me. The giant monster genre back to the Americas because mm. because of the T-Rex. Mm. I guess... You know what I would say? I would say it's a, it's a thriller with monster movie aspects at best because the 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 raptor part and the t-rex parts would certainly be considered monster movie but it's not i don't know if it counts because it's it's you know it's anthropological i don't know um well you know i tell you what uh to defend that choice i asked on facebook what's your favorite monster movie and right. also on Twitter and everything like that. Anyway, I engaged social media. And a uh, few people, more than a few, said Jaws was their favorite monster movie. But that is, yeah, okay. So, but that is, that's a single monster and he's attacking a town, right? Yep. Uh, but, Whereas uh, Jurassic Park, it's like, yeah, see, Jurassic Park would be more like, oh, we screwed up. Like the atomic waste ones, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We messed with nature, and now we're sorry for it. Um, so who's the true monster in Jurassic Park? It's, <laughs> man. it's mankind. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jaws didn't do anything necessarily unnatural. It was just a shark out for noms. It wasn't particularly vindictive or sentient or mutated it or just cursed or anything. It was just a giant <laughs> shark out for noms. And uh, so, you know, I guess, you know, it is a, I, I guess it's a monster, a monster movie of people interpret it as a monster movie. So I guess you can grandfather in Jurassic Park because of that, because the dinosaurs aren't doing anything. They're not necessarily mutated They're or just being themselves, right. cursed or right. anything. They're just being dinosaurs. Oh, for I see. Yeah. But in, in a way, Jaws was, because Jaws, Jaws wasn't just you know oh look a great white is swimming by like it was this it, it was i thought an anomalous being right that had grown out of whatever oh you know yeah it wasn't no it was just whole, a shark no it was a bigger shark than anyone had ever seen well, we're still. gonna need a bigger boat for a reason dude <laughs> no he uh, <laughs> he was just panicked <laughs> that's all no no it wasn't did you see the size of that foam rubber head? <laughs> it wasn't just—it wasn't just the size of a great white. I've seen—I've seen great whites, you know, and they have the—I guess—I don't know. It was just large, but monster. I agree. It was—it you know, it just—it just wanted to be loved <laughs> and be served a big heaping pile of humans for dinner. No, so number seven, I mm -hmm. absolutely haven't seen which you probably have seen repeatedly and daily. 
Uh, that is correct. It is Call of Cthulhu, a 2005 silent movie production, uh, available on DVD, and it is awesome. It's very good. It is uh, has surprisingly good special effects, uh, good acting and everything. It's, like I say, a silent film, so it has classic, you know, title cards for dialogue and music, piano music and uh, uh, regular orchestral music and everything like that. Uh, very slick production. Um Cats yeah. running in the background. <laughs> yeah, there were. Does it have cats? <laughs> I. Hello, oh. kitties. <laughs> Thank you, cats. It. Uh, no, I, I has... haven't seen it, nor have I read any of Lovecraft's works. You can unfriend me now, <laughs> and I apologize. No, uh, I don't recommend HPL to HP Lovecraft to people. I, he's my favorite author, but. He's very a very difficult read. He desperately needed an editor, and he was never edited. And uh, if he had an editor, he'd be super awesome. But he's but very considering what what the difficult I read guess brand through. has done. You know, considering that, I mean, if if nothing else, that's that's a testament to the writing, don't you think? Testimony yeah, well, uh, yeah. to his ideas, anyway. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah, it's a it's a good film, and uh, HPL writes good stories. If you can get past the his style of writing, if you can read through it, it's a bit uh, unnecessarily obtuse and dense, needlessly so. And mm-hmm. so, if you can get past that, you know, just read past the his particular style. His core ideas are you know me if you really me, scary. If you give me a challenge, I challenge accepted. Nah. And I, I'll read it just spite you if nothing else but uh, and the story itself the call of cthulhu would be a uh, good place to start and mm-hmm. it's available for free on the internets uh, and legally so because of you know copyright and everything so yeah you can read it well, at because, your leisure yeah because usually those are up after i think it's 70 or 80 years and this was 28 so cool 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 Oh, where were we? Okay, so number eight, The Host, which I haven't seen. I have seen, and it's a very good film. Have I seen it? Uh, it's a Korean film, as I recall. Mm-hmm. And what I found striking about uh, the movie is uh, the beginning of the movie has uh, creatures, I think maybe just one, uh, as I dimly recall, coming up out of the ocean onto a beach or to a park. Yes, and so it's anyway, just one monster, yeah. And it, uh, the monster starts attacking people and just, just killing them. And what I found striking and very realistic and neat about this film is that it takes the camera is way back from the action. Like for example, oh, uh, so there's it's kind one, of blurry or no, no. Uh, there's a scene where someone is on a uh, people are on a train you know like an elevated subway train and they're passing by the park and people look down and they see this monster just just killing people and eating them and what is really striking about uh the film what struck me is that this is a realistic portrayal of what would actually happen if a monster actually did uh, jump into a park and start eating people you know there are people staring in disbelief there are people beginning to run there are people what do i do and it's just like this utter horror of realistic depiction of a monster like eating a massacre people. yeah yeah and it's just uh very well done and executed and uh, has good budget great special effects 
Which, good story. when you think of it, it's what happened in Cloverfield too, right? It just went from, you know, we're running down to th- the street to, oh my gosh, that thing just basically ate that guy's leg off, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's exactly, it's so gritty and real and yeah, I was just watching a clip from the host actually right now and I think I have... I think I have seen, if not the whole thing, parts of it. Yeah, that's crazy. And you can tell by by how um, the monsters modeled that it was a it was an inspiration and precursor to things to, for things to come. Mm-hmm. Definitely, wow. But yeah. that was that's a recent movie. Yep, two thousand six. Huh. But yeah, they're saying. It, that uh, it influenced Cloverfield and the Kaiju in Pacific Rim. Um, oh, and what we were just talking about, number nine is Cloverfield. So what do you think? I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if I would put it in my top ten. I I, I liked it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was disappointed because it was so overhyped and overmarketed that by the mm. time you got to it, it was kind of a, okay. <laughs> I right. mean... If nobody had told me about it and I'd hey, I remember hearing about that movie, let's watch. I would have been like, that, that was a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't put it in the top 10 monster movies of all time. No, I mean, it's a, the, probably the best found footage monster movie. So I guess it can kind of sort of deserve a place on this list. footage monster movies are there? Right? Well, there are, uh, let me tell you, there are a ton on Netflix. But are they good? No. Big budget, J.J. <laughs> Abrams type? No, they are not. Okay. So uh, so I guess, you know, that's what puts it on the list. But it seems like it's there by default, not through especially merit. See, I would swap that out for The Thing and then move The Thing way up, like to number four or three. Correct. Yep. Last in their top ten list from io9. Thank you, io9.com, by the way. We have The Troll Hunter from 2010, which I have not seen and the it, oh this is a this is a documentary film crew so this seems like a found footage movie right it here. is <clears throat> um and unfortunately because it's made so recently and i know that it's going to be the special effects are going to be really really good and realistic i can't watch it because it's too scary <laughs> no it's not uh, especially scary i have seen it uh, twice and it is a norwegian film and has norwegian sensibilities and uh, it's subtitled if you watch it and it has outstanding special effects for the budget that they have is just really good oh you told me about this mm-hmm. this week you were talking about this yep and huh. i would recommend it uh, i would say does it deserve a top 10 place i don't know there's so many monster movies but troll hunter has this really very compelling charm and just overall feel and happiness to it that is uh, and by happiness, I just uh, you feel good after having seen it. That uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might, it might deserve a place on the top ten because it is just so compelling and such a good film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. I'll give you that. Um, and then, of course, honorable mention. This gets mentioned every time, and just makes me laugh and laugh. And that's Tremors mm-hmm. because everybody loves this movie, and I. I hated it then. I hate it now. It's it's bad. I don't like I don't like worms. I didn't like Dune. I don't <laughs> like Tremors. I love Kevin Bacon. That's the only redeeming feature in the movie. I don't get it. Why do people? You tell me. 
Eric, why do people like Tremors? People like Tremors because it offers a clever balance between humor and horror and adventure. It has kind of a trifecta. And it has uh, good actors, like you mentioned. And also it was produced, I think, by Gail Ann Hurd, who is a super awesome uh, producer. And... It, yeah, it's just a overall mix of awesome movie. It uh, speaks to campy movies like them, but also to modern movies. It's just uh, all around good. It's just very well produced. Uh, people like it because of Gail Ann Hurd, really. Uh, mm-hmm. She knows how to make a good movie. And uh, she was on all cylinders with Tremors. Mm-hmm. It has uh, just enough humor. Uh, the characters are likable. The monster is realistic in a sense. And yeah, I, you know, I think I need to go back and look at it again because I just, I remember at the time thinking I'm going to watch a scary movie. And to me, monster movie and horror and not taking itself seriously was Ghostbusters. And so I saw Tremors and I was like, some, it just missed, it missed Mm -hmm. both. I didn't find it funny, funny. I found it slapstick which mm-hmm. had no place for me. And then I didn't find it scary or suspenseful, except in the most overt and in-your-face way. And so I was just, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I was disappointed. <clears throat> I don't think uh, it's but necessarily very scary. I think I was in the wrong frame of mind, so. mm. Yeah, I, I, I would not go to see Tremors to be frightened. I would go to see Tremors to see the characters and what happens and yeah the, i guess the, i guess the best part of tremors are the characters it has uh, just the neatest characters of monster movies i've seen really mm-hmm. uh, they leave an impression and so it's interesting to see them have their adventure and what they go through to confront the graboids and yeah. i'm not even sure i i finished watching it like it was you know it was probably a rental and i probably left the room <laughs> while my family was watching it i just had no i don't know maybe i need to give it another go now that i know what it is and now that i appreciate you know campiness because mm-hmm. goodness knows there are certainly there's certainly a lot of movies i've gone back and watched and been very 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 happy i did yeah anyway I'm very. I was very happy to see that uh, that movie today with my with my daughter and just show her. You know, I've showed her other movies like classics from the 40s and 50s before. So mm-hmm. it was just a good way to start the morning for me, knowing we were having this topic on today's show because it just reminded me. There's so much in those movies, those black and white old monster movies. Um, you know, like like the mummy returns for example they always have the cute chick and they always have the three or four stern white guys in business <laughs> suits some of them with hats and all, always one that smoked um and the monster always you know punched out the three or four guys picked her up she immediately fainted or fell and then he picked her up and fell tripping over a tree root that wasn't actually there falling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. fainted he picked her up she was overcome and passed out and then he dragged her to whatever lair or woods or bottom of the lake that he wanted to go to and then you know the the love interest of the girl always wakes up first (laughs) from being knocked (laughs) out by the monster and goes after her and gets there first and of course the monster's never there 
it, but he wakes her up and oh David you came for me and then <laughs> you know and then they're hugging and kissing and you're thinking just get the fuck out of there and, <laughs> and then the monster comes back and then you know David has one last shot and then somebody comes on the scene and kills it and miraculously none of the bullets hit David or the woman and and they all go home you know and it's like oh, that happens in all of the movies <laughs> or or worse the monster slinks off and you think it's going to die and it really doesn't die you know it sinks <laughs> to the bottom of the lake to go into hibernation or it wanders off in the woods and is never seen again but is it you know it comes back next year and return of the curse of the mummy um <laughs> right but but it's the same formula over and over again mm -hmm. you know the monster just wants the pretty lady in the pointy bra mm -mm -mm. well uh two movies uh seen recently that <clears throat> i would put on some sort of top list uh, or other would be uh, two of them would be pacific rim oh gosh yes which Absolutely. i saw in uh in the theater of course it's not IMAX. available on video yeah, uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D. Me and too, me too. It, I, it, I think, is the poster child for why we need IMAX 3D in the world. Because the picture was astounding. The sound was amazing and a half. And the movie mm -hmm. itself is extraordinarily basic. It does but one thing and one thing only and does it super well, which is giant monsters fighting giant robots and that's it and it does <clears throat> it does that just super perfectly and if you are a fan of giant monsters or giant robots and are within <laughs> within a hundred miles of an imax 3d theater oh my gosh and a half you have to run. have to yeah. see pacific rim it is amazing um don't talk it up too much because then they'll be like what this you can't do that <laughs> No, go see it. Go see it. Don't let people tell you that it's not great, because it's great. The uh, other film that uh, I believe is very good, it's having a cultural impact right now, and deservedly so, because it goes to 11 in the genre that it's <laughs> in, and that is Sharknado, which oh, has <laughs> which premiered on the Sci-Fi Network as one of their creature features. But it has really taken hold. It just grabbed the attention of social media. People just talked about it all the time. Uh, Sci-fi. Uh, I think because they were, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just think they were amazed that this movie <laughs> was being made. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's so incredulous. Oh. The plot of the movie is simple in that a hurricane comes along and scoops up sharks and then tornadoes carry the sharks into downtown Los Angeles. And so you have people running in a panic with sharks raining down from the sky, eating people. It's so uh, ridiculous that it's so over the top. It, it's who greenlit this? What, are you serious? And it takes itself um, in exactly the right amount of seriousness slash campiness. Which is zero, yep. That... Uh, it, 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 the whole thing just works, and it has proved to be so popular that uh, Sci-Fi Channel has uh, re redone their uh, schedule three times now to air it uh, multiple times, and there are theater releases for it mm -hmm. that have happened already and are happening in the future where people and... just come together to enjoy Sharknado in public and as a community because it's awesome. 
there was a Sharknado at Comic-Con. Um, a woman put um, a whole bunch of like uh, candy floss type material above her head and glued little plastic sharks into it. And <laughs> um, and a person ran in front of her screaming, look out, it's a Sharknado. So that's how you knew <laughs> what she was. And it was just announced that Ian Zering will be joining um, various and sundry, quote, stars at uh, at Wizard Cons everywhere this year. <laughs> And I see. I saw a video on the internet of someone making Sharknado cupcakes, and you make a little oh, funnel yes. and the little tiny sharks and oh my gosh, it's so fun! And so Sharknado is just amazing. It, it's it's the next it's the next Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for sure. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be that iconic, poorly made. I don't want to say B movie because it probably would get a C. You know. <laughs> of our time of our generation like way to go filmmakers everywhere we did it <laughs> <laughs> we did it yeah it's it's a lot of fun and and um yeah anyway i don't want to spoil the ending but i just <laughs> i just never laughed so hard and you know you're laughing as you're going ew uh, you know it's so great it's right, so right. much fun yeah the ending uh, your eyes will be wide your jaw will be agape <laughs> at just the sheer are you, am I really seeing this? Right. <laughs> and yes, yes, you are. Welcome to Sharknado. <laughs> and I have to say, I have to say, I showed my kids. I made my son and daughter, her boyfriend and his best friend. I said, kids, come in here. We're watching this. And, <laughs> you know, about an hour, halfway through, my daughter turned to me and she said, mom. And I said, yes. And she said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and her boyfriend leaned over. He said, because sharks <laughs> right and i said right and so now that's one of the summer sayings in our family you know if somebody says mom why did you do that i'll be like because sharks we just say <laughs> that for everything now and yeah it's definitely it's just definitely uh endeared and and insinuated itself into 2013 pop culture forever forever and ever right I know we're long over time, but I have one. I oh, have oh. one. I know. And this gets panned all the time, and mm -hmm. I don't know why. Especially if you like the look of um, the Cloverfield monster, and that is Super 8. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know why that wasn't given more. Why? Why? Why did people go, eh? I loved it. It was, it was, I loved it. Uh, probably not enough monster time, maybe, or they concentrated yeah, too much on the characters, which were themselves not especially interesting, I would think. I've seen, I saw Super 8 in the theater. I was very much looking forward to it because of the trailers, which featured mm -hmm. an overturned railway car that looked like a vault and something was trying to punch its way out and the right. door dented. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to see this movie because I have to see what's inside that rail car. Right. And uh, watched the movie, and it spent so much, I think, time on characters that I did not find particularly interesting because they were urchins. And so I thought, well... Yeah, so it sort of was supposed to have that stand-by-me feel, right? Yeah, that didn't do it for me. You know what? If Okay, so I've seen that movie again recently. I, too, saw it in the theater. Um, I appreciated it because I brought my younger kids, and so I appreciated it through their eyes because they'd never sort of seen a big blockbuster, you know, 
overarching big anyway mm-hmm. so that turns into fern gully kind of thing anyway but but i watched it again recently because uh i guess boyfriend hadn't seen it and it stands up like i let i enjoyed it completely again even though i remembered every minute i enjoyed every minute again uh, it's available on netflix as i recall it is uh, what i it should is. do is re-watch it because i only saw it the one time uh, maybe yeah, you I would know what? Have a Rewatch different... it thinking, I hate this movie, and see how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, I don't hate it. it it's, no, I mean, but... it's very well executed, big budget, all the, the all the money appears on screen, uh, it's well acted, um, the see, plot's cohesive people... and moves right along, you know, it's not boring or anything. It's just that, uh, for me, I guess my, my reaction at the end was, mm, I guess not enough monster. Maybe, uh, yep. I can see that, for sure, for sure. Especially if you're not into small town, you know, stand by me type kids running around and mm-hmm. I, I, I saw just stand by me and enjoyed it, it, but, it but it's didn't... also it's kind of a nod to to Stephen himself as a kid, which I found fascinating. I let and watch the end and watch the credits again because it's just endearing to me in that way because I just adore and treasure Steven Spielberg. You know, imagine the world without Spielberg. We've already talked about Jaws. I mean, just imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a world without E.T. and Jaws. Or readers. Can you? No, I would not want to live in such a world. All right. So as a final, as a final, final um, talking point, I want to give a shout out, uh, which we cannot, we just have to do this. If we're talking about monster movies, we cannot do it without mentioning Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh my goodness, of course. Yes, we cannot. That is true. So I just want to give a shout out to MST3K, how you've made the world a better place, how you've made crappy movies better and more enjoyable, (laughs) how you've just, how you never ever took yourself seriously so that none of us needed to and gosh, I miss you and I go back and watch you often in fact, often when I want to show a classic scary movie to my kids, I'll do so via um, the MST3K route because it makes it doubly enjoyable. And they say what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, they're just, gosh, I wish they were still around or somebody would do it again because they just really, they just really make movies, well, uh... especially monster movies and sci-fi movies so much better. They do live on in the form of riff tracks, and they uh, are still doing it for all sorts of movies now, like James Bond and everything, really. So, no, they are. But um, and I should tell you that on YouTube, if you look up MST3K, you can watch full movies. Oh, that's good because Netflix used to have a bunch, and now they have only one, which is the MST3K movie. Which uh, does yes. <laughs> uh, This Island Earth is the movie. Yes, that they it does covered. This Island Earth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah, it, you. Uh, there's a lot on YouTube. You'll be very pleased. And they're the full-length feature movie. So. Oh, right on. Right on. Yeah. That's excellent. Anyway, so I just couldn't I couldn't end the show before before giving a shout-out to, to that. And speaking of the end of the show, now it's the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, and you can find us on Facebook. Is that correct? 
It is facebook.com slash 30 minute movies. Tell us what your favorite monster movies are. And you can find the links to uh, the sites where, that have the top 10 or the uh, of the greatest monster movies or the top 25 or all kinds of, or the, the rollingstone.com best monster movies. We'll have all those links up for you. Oh, excellent. Yay. Yay. Bye-bye. <laughs>